This is Tops Talk. On this week's show, we dive into the new features of this year's Huddle app. We take a journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens and the Walmart exclusive Galactic Connections. And we bring on the director of player personnel of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Tyrone Brooks. This is Episode 5. Hello everyone and welcome to Tops Talk. It is Episode 5 and we thank you for listening in from whenever and wherever you are. I'm your host, Alex Birch. We have a wonderfully eclectic episode for you this week, which includes an in-depth look at the newest Star Wars products to hit the shelves, and an interview with the Director of Player Personnel for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Tyrone Brooks. But we begin with a conversation about an exciting app that relaunched recently for Tops, and that is Tops Huddle. With me are two lead product developers for Huddle, Ed Marone, and the man we and many in the app community know as Tops Mark, which is how we'll be addressing him today. Ed, Mark, thanks for stopping by, boys. My pleasure, Alex. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Alex. Okay, let's get into it. Boy, am I excited about football season, and it is here. It is so exciting, and now you can experience it in full force with this Huddle app. Um, Why don't we go into what is new this year, Mark, uh, in the Huddle app? Um, The cool thing about this year is we have a deal with the NFL um, partnering with the NFL is exciting, and we're proud to be a partner of theirs. Um, you know, explain why that's different, how that will show itself um, this year. Uh, and, and, Ed, you can answer this question for us, as in, like, how that will be shown in this year's version. So I'm relatively new um, to the team. I've been here for about six weeks, and when I came in through the interview process, I was still messing around with the old huddle app um which really all the cards featured headshots only but now that we are partnered with the nfl what users in huddle will notice is that the cards look a lot different a lot more improved that we could use action shots uh from the games logos uniforms you know the whole shebang that you watch on television for the games you can see that type of thing in the app when you download it. So it just adds a whole new dimension to uh, to, to this app. Uh, just you know, having that creativity and that versatility, uh, and it's all just about bringing those elements uh, to the users, just to enhance that overall experience for them. I can only imagine what that was like, Mark, when you found out, when you and everyone, you know, Chris Vaccaro and all, all, all the guys downstairs. I say downstairs because I work on the sixth floor, and you guys are coming here from the fourth floor. So if I say downstairs, that's the reason why I say that. Uh, so, but you guys, I mean, you must have been so amped when you found out that you, we got that deal. I was amped. I was amped. Uh, you know, I've, I've been here for a year, and uh, I had a great time running the app the past year. Um, but it was completely different. It was obviously completely different, as Ed just mentioned. Last year, we had a deal with the NFLPA. Uh, this year, we have a deal with the NFLPA and the NFL. So it, the cards look so much better, and it is just amazing to... Uh, um, it, it, it was amazing to hear the news that we uh, have had a deal with the NFL. Um, 
And it's and some and it's definitely worth noting that and if a lot of people out there and before I started working here, myself included, really didn't know that you could actually kind of have a piecemeal contract or a piecemeal as in with the NFLPA and not with the NFL or vice versa. So you guys lived through that. Now you have both. And so why don't we get a little deeper into the app? And I know one of the great things about this app is that you can, quote unquote, trade like a pro. Absolutely. So uh, Huddle's a football card collecting community allows users to trade anywhere, anytime, and get new cards in seconds. Um, expanding trading allows for up to 18 cards to be swapped in a single deal, and a new trader score allows you to rate your fellow traders on their deal-making abilities. And, and what's fun about this app and what's fun about um, a ton of the other sports apps that we have is that it's kind of have, has this fantasy feel to it. And, and Ed, why don't you go into that and how, you know, you can watch your favorite team or sit down, watch some Red Zone. I mean, that's how I love spending a Sunday, sitting down, making a dent in my couch and watching Red Zone for hours. And you can do that with this app and see those stats. It's not just about your favorite team anymore, Alex. It's it, it, it's just it's about your fantasy team. How did your team that you rooted for do this past weekend? How did your fantasy team do? So now with Huddle, not only can you acquire cards, trade cards, you know, target certain elusive cards that you're missing, but the cards that you do acquire, you can enter into contests with real-time scoring. Uh, you start whichever cards that you want. Uh, you can compete with other collectors, and you know it really adds that fantasy aspect to the trading aspect of it as well so it's really the best of both worlds isn't that you you know can acquire these cards and trade them but then you can also watch the games and these cards score in real time you can chart how you're doing uh compete against other users uh it really is uh you know just the best of both worlds and we've done some tinkering with our points uh, system this year um, that encompasses more aspects of the game uh, and you are just really able to from start to finish in a game you know which cards you have that are competing and you can follow them along uh, and whether they do well or, or not so well and that becomes part uh, of your day on Monday um, you know in recapping how did my team do how did my fantasy team do how did my cards and tops huddle do a lot of people, obviously, though, can do fantasy football on different apps and whatnot. But, Mark, why don't you go into why people should experience fantasy football through the Tops Huddle app instead of other places? What separates our type of fantasy from other types of fantasy football is that we have options. Now, what I mean by that is that in most fantasy, uh, t most types of fantasy football, you Set your lineup, you set it, and you see how your players do. And if you forgot to set it, your lineup before the game starts, basically there's nothing you could do. That you just explained my Sunday, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm still living through that. Anyway, please can thank you for that. Please continue. No problem, no problem. <laughs> so what separates us is that you could actually put players in after the game has started. So let's just say you forgot and kickoff occurred. It's five minutes later. You could you still have time to put players in. You're not locked out. And we have certain contests that you have limited number of moves, which is very similar to other types of fantasy. But here's the big thing that separates us. We also have unlimited moves. So you could actually swap out 
you know, maybe 100 players during uh, NFL Sunday. And our fans love it. Now, some fans still prefer the traditional way. We have limited moves, but we have many, many fans who love the unlimited move capability. Yeah, and like you said, it's options. Options is the name of the game here, and that's what, like you said, is probably most exciting, especially for you know people who are out there who maybe are just getting into fantasy sports. This could be a nice like beginning ground for them to really kind of see what it's all about and test their their wits and maybe and who knows they and they can graduate throughout the app. I mean, it, it seems it seems nice and really well thought out. Mark, why don't you go into how you guys are incorporating? Um, past looks and past sets into the app. Sure, Alex. So, uh, a little history lesson. So, in 1956, the Topps Company agreed on a partnership for trading cards with the NFL. Uh, there have been many products that have come out over the past 60 years, and Topps Auto wanted to recognize certain years. And by doing that, uh, we are going to release digitized versions of those cards. And you can look for them all season long. We started off uh, with the 1974 set. Uh, it was a really cool set. We loved the, the, the look of the cards. And if you collect five of those cards, you actually get a award card uh, to bring closure to the set. Now, what happens when 1974 ends? Well, we go to another year, which would be, and our next, our, the next year we released was 1983. After 1983 ends, we release another year, and another year, and another year. And it's really cool to get different years in uh, this set. And it's really cool to see the change and how cards have developed over the years. And people who have collected physical cards over the years, they get that nostalgia back in the app with these digitized versions. Yeah, and you can't lose them. Can't lose them. You can't lose them. Your mom or wife or husband or girlfriend... Or boyfriend, they can't throw it away. Absolutely. Because it's in your phone. Unless they throw the phone away. Oh, you don't want that. No, that means you're <laughs> on the app too much, which is not even possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, once again, this is the Tops Huddle app, available for the iPhone, iPad, and the iTouch through the iTunes App Store, and of course, through the Google Play Store. On the phone with me is the director of player personnel for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Tyrone Brooks. Tyrone, thanks so much for being a part of the program. Let's start with the act of trading cards, because that really meant something to you uh, in your adolescence and, and really up until the later teens in your life. Yeah, when I was uh, right around five years old, that's when I, I think my interest in baseball really just really started, and, uh, and at that point... You know, I I started card collecting, uh, and especially loved you know, Topps cards. Obviously, at that time, and, uh, for me, it was such a a joy to have look at the, the pictures and see the different players, and and also see the stats on the back of the cards. And then for me, at that age, I was uh, a kid that loved to to you know look at the numbers on the back and I can memorize who was batting what, and, you know how many wins did they have the year before. And, I, for me, it was just something that I truly loved, and uh, and from that time on through age 17, I was every year I was involved in collecting sets and you know, putting them together. Um, it's funny during back back during that age when 
you actually had the gum in, in, in actual packs during that point. It was uh, uh, also that was another little treat there during the course of uh, good parts of collecting. But uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, when you you know, grew up a bit and you, know, you you clearly still kept the game of baseball very close to your heart. And so, you know, how did your love of baseball evolve from uh, collecting cards and just experiencing it, it as a young child? Yeah, it just, uh, you know, I was you know, playing the game as a, as a kid and uh, continued doing that all the way up through, you know, my high school years and uh, going right up to about college. And, and it just, for me, I just, I loved staying up to date and current on the cards and, and, uh, uh, and, under, and just continuing to have a history of the different players that were out there. Uh, and for me, it just kind of led me to uh, just really having a real, being a great fan of the game. Uh, and, and doing that, and then uh, you know, eventually later on, I was able to, to actually uh, get started working in baseball, and uh, and that's allowed me to continue to have that passion for the game. Uh, obviously, card collecting was something that gave me a passion for it at a younger age, and then was eventually able to transition into having a chance to work in the game. Yeah, and why don't we use that transition to talk about how you got into baseball in the first place, which, if I read correctly, was from an internship with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, uh, I was actually in my, my senior year of college at the University of Maryland, and uh, I was trying to decide for myself really what I wanted to do. I, I was interviewing for a bunch of jobs uh, that were non-sports related, and I uh, was just trying to figure out, man, yeah, I really want to do something, if I could, in sports. And, uh, and baseball was still my number one sport and has always been one that I've always had a great passion for. And uh, I happened to find out about an internship program that the Atlanta Braves had, and it was a program that was started by Hank Aaron, uh, the, the Hall of Famer, and also uh, Stan Kasten, who now works for the Dodgers and uh, as their CEO. And I found out about that program and applied and uh, was able to get started in my career. And, and uh, now all of a sudden here, look, it's been 20 years later. So. <laughs> I'm sure it has gone by in a blink. Yeah, it has. It's it's been an amazing, amazing ride, and uh, the greatest thing is just getting a chance to work with so many great people. Uh, and it, the funny thing is, the same people that I, you know, got a chance to collect cards, you know, their cards when I was a kid. It's funny to run into them now as uh, people that work in the game, and, and it's just remembering. Hey, I remember I had their baseball card from 1985 and 1987. <laughs> it's just funny to, that you can re- recall all that just from seeing a baseball card from back in the day you had some really influential people that were that that you learned from throughout your career we're talking about mainly a guy like like uh, john Sherholtz, who helped build the braves dynasty that so many people really idolized and also a guy like dayton moore and frank wren i mean you just were around these men at some point or another in your career and how did these guys make their mark on you well, with with all those guys, I mean, especially with with John and seeing, you know, how he was able to operate, you know, running a franchise and see that on a, on a daily basis uh, was something that was for me. I'll never forget that experience and uh, seeing how he was able to to lead an organization and trusted his individuals that were working with him uh, and giving them you know, opportunities to do so and and just trusting them as far as doing their jobs uh, and just to be able to uh, be involved in various projects and things with him uh, and, and also have 
somebody there as a mentor was something that was pretty incredible uh, to have, you know, Frank Wren as well uh, when he became the assistant GM there and uh, Dayton Moore who uh, came into the, the front office there with Atlanta the same year that I joined the front office. So it was great to have him around as well. And, and he became such a real close mentor and someone that was someone to help, help guide my career as well during that early, early parts of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so appreciative of that opportunity to work with all those guys. And so you joined the Pirates in 2010, and now as the Director of Player Personnel, explain to those listening what goes into that job title. Yeah, in my role as a Director of Player Personnel, um, I'm involved in basically leading our pro scouting staff. Uh, we have a staff of close to 20 uh, you know, pro scouts, and we also have another set of individuals that do international scouting as well, uh, non-Latin America that I'm involved in, in, in working with as well. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, we're this one unit basically together as far as trying to find players uh, at the major league and minor league level uh, and also at the amateur levels on the international level. So uh, so these individuals are all dedicated to what they're doing. Uh, I'm kind of like the, the middle person between them and our general manager, Neil Huntington. So when there's information or things that they're, they're thinking about, you know, we're talking having dialogue, uh, they're writing reports on players, uh, and that's a big part of what pro scouting is part of. And uh, and just being around and getting their thoughts and obviously making their recommendations and talking about uh, players that we can eventually acquire, whether it be a trade, via free agency, uh, and also, you know, uh, waiver claims and such to help, you know, boost the club. So it's been uh, quite a ride to work with these individuals and to see the success we're having here in Pittsburgh thanks to them. Let's go to a general sense of what you like most in a player. What is the if you can explain in obviously generality in generalities of course, what is the ideal pirate for you? You know, for us, I mean the ideal pirate uh, definitely is a, a individual that truly cares what they're doing. Uh, both on and off the field, you know, they have a spirit to them. Uh, as far as their ability, you know, they play the game the right way. Uh, we try to teach the fundamentals through our, throughout the minor leagues, and it's a top-down approach from the big leagues all the way down. So when a player comes up to the, to the big leagues, really nothing has really truly changed for them except for just the level of competition. Uh, so it's just a matter of them coming out, getting that experience. Uh, and for our guys are very fundamentally sound when they come up and uh, and then when they're called upon you know they're ready to, to make that make a mark as far as on our game and in your history of not just with the pirates but but you know, as well with either the Indians uh, or the Braves what player really stuck out to you immediately when you saw him that you scouted and you and, and that you scouted let's say for the first time is there a player or maybe a, a couple players that you can look back on and say, well, I saw him when he was really young, and I was right. Well, I, I, it's funny. I think back to, uh, I know he just recently retired, uh, Raphael Fercal, when he first came up. With, he was coming through the minor leagues with Atlanta. Uh, just to see him and the energy he brought, you know, uh, he, I, I think he ended up having almost 100 stolen bases in, uh, in one year. And uh, the fact that, he went from a ball to the big leagues in one year, basically. So just uh, uh, just to see him when he was such a young player and exciting and what he could do 
uh, playing shortstop and had a cannon for an arm, uh, and then the excitement he brought from the leadoff spot and how he could bunt and, and uh, really put pressure on the defense. Uh, he's somebody I, that it's funny I ran into him a year ago and he still remembers you know the fact that myself and others genuinely cared about him and, uh, and just to see him have such a long career was something that I'm very proud of. Yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people say that you know a guy like Ian Desmond has a strong arm at shortstop, which he does. But I still think that Fercal has the best arm of any shortstop I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I really, I really believe he he truly had what we call an eighty arm, which is the top of the scale. And I think that truly was probably the the best shortstop arm, maybe close to ever. <laughs> yeah. Sean Dunson's probably right up there with them as well. Oh, very true. Uh, any other players that that have stuck out to you, or that that maybe you also made an impact on uh, when they were uh, in their infancy in their career? You know, with the Braves, Jeff Francoeur, when he was coming up, him and Brian McCann, those two guys. I mean, those guys both made an immediate impact coming up in 2005, uh, right out of Double A in in the middle of the season, and, uh, and to see those guys both have long careers in the game has been pretty nice, uh, and just to see them. You know, go from a couple of different destinations, but they, you know, they've had success throughout their career. So, uh, but they're both great individuals and uh, both Atlanta kids that, that came up and they kind of grew up with the Braves coming from down there, and then uh, to see them be successful was, was a great thing to watch. You know, both of those guys, such like you said, high character guys. And if you weren't going to say it, I was going to two guys who idolized the Braves when they were growing up, which I'm sure you know made your interest even more exciting to them when they were that young. Yeah, the, during that time, the, the Braves really had a real good stranglehold on that area down there. So it was uh, something where you know, Roy Clark, the scouting director, and Longman Dayton, I mean, they did a great job of really covering that area and getting to know the players at an early age. And uh, there was a lot of pride in, in the Braves organization. And uh, those individuals, you know, when they came over, they were very happy to be Braves you know, when they first signed. And, uh, and it was good that they got great teaching along the way and you know, eventually were able to get to the big leagues and, and really come up and have an impact. And sometimes, as you noted, really quickly, like a guy like Fercal would go from single A to the major leagues sometimes in a season what what is the type what are the type of qualities that you see in a player like that that could make him make that jump so quickly in his career yeah with, with a player like that it's obviously it's very unusual for somebody to jump that quickly um, but the one thing he had going in in his favor was you know he played winter ball in the Dominican uh, that's that winter before going to the big leagues. And so playing down there uh, was something to help prepare him to be ready for a, a major league season. And when he came into spring training, he was just ready to go. And you know, Bobby fell in love with him, Bobby Cox, that is. And uh, you know, before you know it, he was ready to be our opening day shortstop. Yeah, and do you, as now the as now a key member of the Pirates uh, front office, that you still you value that winter ball experience as much? Yeah, it, it, it's something obviously that uh, I think now you, you don't see quite as many uh, guys playing as much down there, but still it's definitely a good experience for our guys when they do get an opportunity to go do so. Uh, just because you're going to get challenged, and, uh, and it's just good to be as close to the speed of a major league game as you can being down there. So uh, that opportunity is definitely something that they should take advantage of.
Yeah, I mean, he took it and he ran with it, literally and figuratively speaking. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and a lot of young people, professionals, who want to get into baseball as well, maybe not like Rafael Fercal did, but they <laughs> want to get into baseball and want to get in and run with it as well, you offer a type of olive branch uh, to those through what's called the Baseball Industry Network. It was created in 2009, and it's through LinkedIn. And it is now 27,000 members strong, an amazing number. What made you want to start that, Tyrone? Well, I started thinking about, uh, you know, how I was able to you know, break into the industry and be able to do something that I love to do. And I was very fortunate. I didn't really have any roadblocks, but I know it's not quite that easy. So I know there can be obstacles as far as trying to break into the industry. And so I just felt like I wanted to do something that would be a way to, to reach back to individuals that are trying to make their way in the industry because I know it, it takes more than just yourself to, to really truly break into this game. It takes somebody to take an interest in you uh, and to hopefully help pull you along the way throughout the game as far as the industry. And uh, you know, I wanted to have an opportunity where people that are currently in the industry could, could also just have a, a chance to continue to – network and, and connect with each other, but also I wanted to make sure that those individuals that are trying to get into the industry could have, you know, a possible olive branch to be able to, hey, I'm trying to get in, I'm serious about what I'm trying to do here, uh, and start building relationships, which uh, this game is truly, you know, about. And you have touched the lives of many through that, and those who want to be included in this can go to the LinkedIn page and ask for membership, and what's incredible, Tyrone, as we'll round out the interview here, is that your interest in baseball cards could have indirectly yet directly gotten people jobs in the sport they love. You're truly right. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, thank you so much, Tyrone, for joining. Really appreciate it. And, of course, best of luck to your Pittsburgh Pirates on their quest for the postseason and potentially more. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Last episode, we talked about the digital side of the Force Friday excitement Tops offer to consumers, which was through the Star Wars Card Trader app. But this week, we talk about the physical products, the ones you can literally get your hands on. I have the brand manager of entertainment, Mark Von Olden, here with me. Mark, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Alex. So you have a few very exciting products to discuss and not the least of which being the trading card set Topps Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, which everyone is looking forward to. But let's start with something that literally reshaped the way Topps was reaching consumers, and that is Topps Star Wars Galactic Connections. Yeah, Galactic Connections, um, you, said it in, you said it when you said reshape. Um, it's a totally different product format, anything we've ever done before. It's a hexagonal disc, um, and you need to see the pictures, so make sure you check out the blog as well so you can get pictures of what the product looks like. Uh, but it's a 3D collectible, so it's something a lot different from the trading cards that we've been doing before. Um, and there's also a game component to it, so it's a lot of fun for kids and adults alike. And you have one right here. Yeah, this is, um, the disc is about an inch and a half in size, and it features 86 different characters from across the entire Star Wars saga. Um, so you'll see 
um, everyone from Luke Skywalker to Mace Windu to Darth Vader. We also have the Episode 7 characters in there as well. So for everyone who's looking for more Force Awakens merchandise, uh, we have discs of Rey and Finn and Poe and Kylo, uh, BB-8, uh, Captain Phasma, a bunch of those guys, as well as your favorites from across the sagas, the prequels, and even some of the animated characters. And so explain what these galactic connections uh, can do for the consumer you know, game-wise. Mm-hmm. So the game part is a, is a lot of fun and really easy to play for kids. Uh, the best way to see exactly how to play is to visit our YouTube page. We created a video that clearly explains uh, the way the game starts, the way it's laid out, how you choose your characters, um, and then the way you make connections. So the, the product itself is called Galactic Connections, Connections with an X, trademark, patent pending. Um, so yeah, it's it's very exciting. I, I love being able to fill out those forms. Um, but the the game the game part of it is really fun because it plays off of the connections. Uh, so you actually battle against your opponents, but you also make story connections to earn bonus points. Got it. And is this something that you know? Let's say somewhat newer Star Wars fans could could get on board with as well. Oh, without a doubt. So the way we built the product um, was that new fans of the series and classic fans alike could each find something they love about Galactic Connections. So all your favorite characters are on here. Um, but you don't really need to be an expert at all in the Star Wars mythos or anything to play the game. The nice thing is, though, for those uh, big geeks out there like me who know the property inside and out, um, it does help you. So when you're when you're playing the game, and I had mentioned making the Star Wars uh, story connections, you earn bonus points by knowing how characters connect. So I think I mentioned I'm holding the disc for Mace Windu. If I place him into the play area and I am able to connect him to someone like Yoda, who he actually has multiple scenes with across the films, um, you're able to make a story connection and earn bonus points that way. Um, so that's where your Star Wars knowledge is really helpful. Got it. And you can do different kinds of games with these connections as well. And and so the story-based one, I'm sure people who are very familiar with the entire saga will know that well and will probably dominate. <laughs> oh yeah, and I can already see now the fa- the fights like breaking out. Like, did these characters actually really connect? When did they exactly. connect? How do they connect? We set some um, guide rules in the um, in the checklist and the rules. So when you buy the pack, and I should mention um, one, if you're looking to pick up Star Wars Galactic Connections, head over to your local Walmart. It's a Walmart exclusive, and for all of our international friends, or for anyone who might not have a Walmart in their neighborhood, I don't know how that could be. Um, but go to Walmart.com. We're available on the website as well. Um, there's a starter pack for with 14 discs for 9.98 and. And there's a booster pack with five discs for 398, and both of them come with the number of discs I just mentioned and a set of game rules, um, and, and also a checklist in there. And the starter pack also includes a game mat for you to play on. You can play on any flat surface, but the game mat is like a nice printed paper that looks really cool. And so let's take a step back a bit and talk about why this type of product. Um, we wanted to do something really fun and different, and you know we're well known for trading cards, right? Um, you know we've had the Star Wars license since 1977, so we always tell people, you know, strong with the Force since 77. We've been there from the beginning. Um, we've put out some really exciting products over the course of the four, the almost 40 years that we've had the license, and we're always looking to try something new and different. Uh, so when we were approached by Disney, Lucasfilm, who now, who has Star Wars, right, um, and Walmart, they were looking for partners um, to create something really interesting and exciting for their consumers as a collectible and you know we've got a lot of equity as a company in doing collectibles we've done them before Um, we've been making collectible trading cards forever Um, I can't even remember when the first baseball card set came out but we're the go-to for that kind of thing and so we came up with this idea of making the hexagonal shaped disc 
and giving every uh, and putting on the top of it all these different Star Wars characters and giving them attributes. So I mentioned within the game, um, you connect and you battle. The attributes are fighting ability, intelligence, deceit, and honor. So we were able to basically give these characters um, some really tangible attributes and then allow them to be able to be used in a game in, in a way that I think hasn't really been done before. You know, we had a set a couple years ago called uh, Galactic Files. So for anyone who's familiar with Galactic Files, um, on the back of those cards are various attributes for characters. So we took a lot of that information in building this game as well. So all of that sounds fantastic, Mark. And we didn't even get into the collectability of this type of product. Right. So, so first of all, actually, this is a collectible. So when, it, when people ask me about Galactic Connections, you know, the collectability piece is really the number one driver. And I would say the game is a second component to it. Um, what I love best about this product, uh, and it's one of those that the more I've worked on it, the more I've loved it, actually, because as we've continued to build it out and come up with these crazy ideas, uh, we, we put together a, a wide range of rarity scheme for consumers to sort of um, have them chase around and pick them up and also go a little bit crazy looking for them. Uh, so we've got various disc colors. Uh, so there's gray and black and clear. There's also some really ultra rare ones like a Jabba slime translucent green, a translucent lightsaber red, um, a metalized silver, a metalized gold. And then we have some discs that are incredibly small print quantity. Uh, there's one that has a battle damage design, one that looks like the design of Slave 1, the ship that Boba Fett flies. Um, um, there's even a metalized uh, red, an imperial red, that only features the emperor. Um, and then the, the be-all, end-all on the disc is the solid gold disc. Get out. Yeah, there's actually a solid gold, 14-karat gold disc. Um, we, we made five of them. And um, now we didn't put them into the product. It's a redemption. So, like, don't uh-huh. show up at your store with, like, a digital scale, like, <laughs> trying to find these things. I've been warning everyone, as I've been telling, I was like, you're not going to find it in the product. It's super heavy. As um, much as I really actually do want to see people to go to <laughs> stores with a, a scale. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be super amazing. cool just to see. It'd be great PR right there. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a very hefty disc, and it features Princess Leia on it, um, and we, we made five of them, as I mentioned, and it's a redemption. So if you find the white disc that says, congratulations, you're a winner, and you would never confuse it for the character disc, it looks totally different, um, we'll then mail you your, your special 14-karat gold disc. And the really fun thing um, has been throughout this whole process is that Walmart, uh, they don't come to play, let me tell you. They are all in. They are, um, they're all about driving this product, and they've got tons of great ideas. When they found out we were doing the solid gold disc um, you know, as a redemption, you can, you can basically find it in the product like a winner. They wanted to, to add on to it and, and really surprise those people. So if you, all, if you pull our gold disc, you can also win a $2,500 room makeover featuring all sorts of Star Wars swag. So I think they've got like bed sheets and pillows and toys and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, so not only did you win the gold disc, but you also get this extra great prize from Walmart.com. Like how cool is that? A room makeover. My goodness. Do you know how many people would sign up for that? I know. I wish I could just do it now, right? I kind of wanted to. I saw some of the prizes they, they had pulled for this, and it looks like it's going to be really cool. So you also want to talk about, I know, the different type of variations in, in this product. Right. So I mentioned before some of the different disc colors. Um, a lot of them have different foil types to chase as well. So on the, the gray, the clear, and the black discs, there's a, a regular standard four-color print sticker, but there's also a rainbow foil and a squares foil as well. And all of the ultra rares have foils to chase. So there's you know 75 different characters that come in the, in the retail product, 10 that were exclusive to a giveaway that we did during Force Friday weekend, um, and then the gold disc, so a total of 86 characters, but hundreds of variations 
potions uh, to collect. It's something like 1,200 around there. Um, someone very smart already did the math on Facebook, and he was he was right on. And I was like, oh, that double checks to my number. So um, that look that looks right. Um, so that you have lots of different options out there. How can fans learn more about this if they want to know anything else about this product? Yeah, so we set up a custom website. So if you go to tops.com slash galactic connections, and it's connections with an X, um, and if you misspell it, we bought every misspelling of the website, so it should redirect you. <laughs> uh, but if you go to tops.com galactic connections, we've got a whole product overview section. Uh, it tells you all about the different rarities. It gives you the whole visual checklist. Um, coming soon will be all the different character connections, so when you're playing the game, you'll know exactly how the characters connect through the story. And it's got a gameplay overview, as well as the videos that explain all of this so the videos are great to watch it's really hard to understand i think just from audio what the product looks like and um how it connects on the board and all that but the videos are spectacular tops journey to star wars the force awakens yes which is just so exciting oh it's it's so much fun too and it's been quite the journey so around the office we refer to it as journey it's been a journey Um, You know, the product just came out last week on Force Friday, and it is a very large product. We've got 110 base cards, and it tells the story of the entire first six films from the Star Wars saga, plus it gives you glimpses into uh, Episode 7. So there's a lot of imagery from The Force Awakens right in the base set. It's the last 30 cards. So there's actually quite a bit of content from The Force Awakens, and then lots of different inserts uh, that are really fun for people to chase. We've got character stickers that are actually based on the 1977 design, um, you know, with the the strong outline, the very headshot. Um, I think everyone's familiar with those awesome stickers. We've also got um, a variety of other fun inserts like material stickers that are very retro style looking. Um, we've got a whole insert on just the First Order, the Heroes of the Resistance, which is basically the new Rebel Alliance. Um, we've got a behind-the-scenes insert and concept art. Like, there's there's a ton of content in the set. And, and I should mention, too, that the cards themselves in the base set are 24-point heritage stock. So for everyone who remembers our heritage line um, with the, the very thick cards, um, we took that stock and we printed the cards with the blue Starfield um, background that everyone is familiar with from 1977. So the very first Star Wars cards that we ever did featured this blue Starfield design. We're using that design, and then we've got a ton of parallels. There's nine of them to chase in total. So this product really does kind of merge the new and old of Star Wars in general. Oh, yeah. that's The whole purpose of the set was to really tap into the nostalgia and the love out there from the, the vintage fans, people who have been following the movie since 77, my parents who love the films, um, and that those consumers who are already there, as well as um, bring in the new kids. So there's probably a whole bunch of people who started watching Star Wars as a kid through Clone Wars. Maybe you're watching Rebels right now, which I love. Rebels is spectacular. Um, and then everyone who might be coming in is new for the movie. This is their first chance to see those characters. So it really is a nice blending of the old and the new together. And it's really cool to see like Finn and Rey and Kylo on the blue Starfield design. Like there's something just so, you know, it, it, it's so iconic that that design. And it really makes you think like, wow, this is continuing um, what, what we what we started in 1977. 
Yeah, and if there's anyone that actually appreciates this, it's J.J. Abrams. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you guys must have remembered back in December of mm-hmm. 2015, so it's you know it's almost nine months ago at this point, or a little bit longer. He debuted the character names for The Force Awakens. Um, I think it was Kylo and Finn and Rey, mm-hmm. and he showed us the X-Wings and Poe Dameron, all on uh, Star Wars trading cards that were designed um, after Topps designs. I believe he took from Series 2 and 3. So the red backgrounds and the green backgrounds, it was, it was spectacular. It was so cool to see to see it come to life. You know, when the EW article hit, everyone in the office was like running around, high fiving. Like it was amazing. Yeah, I remember that and seeing that in the morning and doing about a triple take. Yeah, it was it was definitely one of those moments where um, I've my phone blew up in a way that I had not expected. Um, people were like, "How much did you have to do with this?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I was on the phone with JJ all night." You know? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I do not have his direct line. Um, but it was very cool to see that because JJ is clearly a fan of Tops and also clearly a fan of the series. I think he's 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 um I mean he's he's spectacular. You know I loved Lost um, and all of the shows that he's done. And I think that what I know about the film coming up and obviously it's coming up in a few months. But we're working on a set for The Force Awakens, uh, so I, I know more than what is publicly available. And I can tell you that the movie is going to be spectacular. Yeah, I won't I, give you any more I than that, but it's going to be great. I cannot wait. I it's going to be such a great moment for not just star wars fans but just fans of movie and american culture i mean this was so steeped into american history it's it's pretty amazing how big of an impact this franchise has yeah it's a global phenomenon like nothing else i've ever seen too i honestly think this movie will break every record that's out there it'll probably be the highest grossing film of all time oh boy well if that does happen if that happens (laughs) you heard it here first it's mark von olin Brand manager of entertainment. I'm willing to bet lunch on that, Alex. Okay. So, oh, you know what? I'm definitely going to take or, that. Or a pack of cards or something. No, no, no. So, you said lunch. It's going right, to be l- lunch. Lunch it is. <laughs> and so before we before we go, do you have any any last words about uh, either Galactic Connections or Journey? Um, I did want to tell you a little bit about the autograph list for Journey to the Force Awakens. Um, we actually uh, created the largest autograph list uh, for top Star Wars that we've ever done. It's over, I think it's 44 signers. So I know it was over 40. Um, it's quite the stack. We've got some stellar people on here. And I just want to give you a flavor for some of the people going in. Uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, David Prowse, who is our Darth Vader. Um, people think, um, you know, people don't know sometimes who's behind the, the man in the suit. That is David Prowse. And he is he is tough to get. So this is the second time we've had him in a set in a long time. Ian McDiarmid, who's the Emperor. Um, also a huge get. Uh, Ray Park, Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Billy D. Williams, Jeremy Bullock. A lot of our A-listers who sign for us all the time. And we brought in some new people. So uh, Vanessa Marshall, Tia Surkar, and Steve Bloom are all from the Rebels TV show. So they're among our new signers. We've also got some spectacular dual autograph cards that are really limited print and fun to chase. So Mark Hamill with Kenny Baker, Ian McDiarmid with Wayne Pigram, so that's the Emperor with Tarkin, Peter Mayhew and Anthony Daniels, um, Mark Hamill and David Prowse, and then we've got two triples going in there, and this is big. Um, the triples are really spectacular. Ian McDiarmid with Ray Park and Wayne Pigram, so you've got your villainous prequel trio right there, and then David Prowse, Ray Park, and Wayne Pigram, so all of our lead villains, basically. So we wanted to really give the the fans out there combinations we had never done before, people that you wouldn't necessarily... Um, immediately think of pairing together but when you see it it's like oh that makes perfect sense why we've never done that before um so we're really excited about the entire auto list for journey to the force awakens tops journey to star wars the force awakens it is in stores today along with 
Tops, Star Wars, Galactic Connections. Mark, thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Tops Talk, and we hope you hear us again soon. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Tops Talk. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at topstalk at tops.com. Special thanks goes out to Clay Lorasky and Leanne Minutoli, Ed Marone, Tops Mark, Mark Von Olin, and Tyrone Brooks. This has been Episode 5 of Topstalk. Talk.